0: Welcome to Raising the Standard, the radio and podcast ministry for the Richmond House of Prayer. We pray the music and the message will be a blessing to you today. Come on, let's give it
1: up. This is Bond 2022, year two. Amen. So if you're sitting next to a a brother or a sister, look at them and say, we are fighting this fight together. Amen. Bond breaking obstacles, and renewing daughters. Amen? So this desire came from a desire to see women coming together and fighting the enemy together. Amen? I think sometimes we get it twisted. We think that we're fighting our brother and our sister. But that's not what the word of God declares. Amen? It declares that we're not fighting against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places, amen? So that's what we're standing on today. We're coming together, fighting together, amen? And then once we realize that we're not fighting each other, we can be renewed. We can be renewed, amen? How many people want to be renewed? I know I do. Amen. So what does it mean to be renewed? The Webster says that it means to make like new, to restore, or the Bible calls it regeneration. It means you've been spiritually reborn or created again. Amen. Better than before. So how many people want to be renewed today? I believe that God is going to bring us a word that's going to encourage us to fight the fight. A good fight of faith. Amen. So after that, we become daughters. After we become renewed, we become daughters of the king, the most high, holy princes with strengths and abilities to be used in his kingdom, a heritage of the Lord. Amen. At this time, we're going to turn the program to Minister Coulter.
2: Praise the Lord. There we go. Come on, everybody stand to your feet. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Come on, let's just clap our hands and give God glory in this house. Come on, give God praise in this house. He's worthy, he's worthy. Come on, he's worthy, he's worthy. Come on, magnify him because he's good. Magnify the Lord because he's faithful. Amen. The theme for this conference is to connect. Amen. I dare you to connect yourself to the true vine. Anybody connected this morning? Hallelujah. Jesus. God, we magnify your holy name, God. We recognize that outside of you there is no other. Come on. Keep on praising him. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun until the setting down of the same, he is God. And he's God all by himself. He's the Lord over six. Uh, he's the Lord over disease. Uh, he's the Lord over addiction. Oh, I need somebody to make some noise in this house. Uh, I need somebody to declare some things uh, at this bond conference uh, this year in the year of 2022. Uh, hallelujah. I need you to recognize that somebody uh, didn't make it this year. But here you stand in this house uh, and you dare not to give God glory. But is there anybody that's thankful in the house on today? hallelujah Jesus hallelujah Jesus God we make your name oh god god we magnify your name come on come on come on it's not about me pumping you it's not about what i can ask you to do to honor and to reverence god it's about what you're willing to do what are you willing to do this morning what are you willing to do for your breakthrough what are you willing to do for your miracle what are you willing to do to come out on the other side is there anybody in my house on the That said, Lord, here I am. I'm willing, yes, I am, God. I'm willing, yes, I am, God. Does anybody have a yes in their spirit on today? Come on, let let me hear you say yes. Let me hear you say yes. Let me hear you say yes. Hallelujah, God. You are the God that is more than enough. Anybody know that? Everybody know that he is the God that is more than enough that thing that you thought that you had that was good God said I'm better than that God said that thing that you thought that could help you I'm a helper in the time of trouble hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do me a favor right quick uh, and just begin to shake yourself loose. Uh, I know there's some things that the enemy uh, has tried tried to control you with. uh, But right now we declare that we are free uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, The Bible says that where the spirit uh, of the Lord is, there is liberty. uh, Is there liberty in the house? that liberty in the house if you got changed the song said he's a chain breaker hallelujah he can lift you up he can lift you up he can turn you all around anybody been turned around in the house hallelujah 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 jesus come on i need you to set yourself free if you're feeling bound today just begin to walk around jump up and down if you have to. Whatever you gotta do to get that thing off of you. Get that thing off of you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name jesus uh, that name has all power and all authority uh, that name is great uh, that name is mighty uh, hallelujah that name has been a strong tower hallelujah the old folk used to say it's a bridge over troubled waters uh, that name will bring forth a miracle uh, that name can heal your body uh, that name can set your soul free uh, that's not like you in this house I want you to high five somebody and tell them it's going to be alright hallelujah and when they ask you why you know it's going to be alright say I'm connected come on say that with authority say I'm connected I'm connected I'm air vibing come on somebody say I'm connected that means that no weapon formed against me don't hear me that means that no weapon I need somebody to declare some things in the house no weapon formed against me we'll be able to prosper come on do you believe it raise your hand and shout yeah yeah hallelujah hallelujah Jesus come on magnify him come on out of your belly I'm done I'm done, hallelujah, I'm done. But let me encourage you with something. This service will go so much smoother if you just move in obedience. This service will go so much smoother if you give God everything that you have. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time, just lift your hand. And say yes. 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 Yeah, we surrender our will for you, Jesus. We surrender our mind to you, Lord, and our answer will be yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise.
3: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While you're standing, hallelujah. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. Hallelujah, starting at that ninth verse. And it reads, the value of a friend. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. We just pray God add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his word. Hallelujah. Continue to praise God. Give God a hand clap of praise in here. Hallelujah. 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 That was Ecclesiastes chapter 4, starting at that ninth verse. The value of a friend. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I know that you know what I was talking about. Hallelujah. We should be well versed in our word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
4: I dare you to lift your hands. I dare you to a your hands before God. of a good old sort a sort of Say, God, that you are moved by your spirit today, oh
5: God. We
4: need your anointing in the house today to destroy the yoke that's on the people's lives, oh God. But God is the anointing that makes the difference. God, I pray today that you will show up and you will show out, oh God. God, I pray today.
2: of the Lord. Come on and put your hands together. Anybody want God to pour out his spirit in this place? Come on, you gotta be in position to receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. is shifting you when you hear that name. Jesus, oh. It's been a shelter Your name has been a shelter Your name is Great Jesus Your name is Great Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You ought to give God glory right there. That's power in the name of Jesus. That's healing in the name of Jesus. That's why we call on them. Hallelujah, Jesus. oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. This next song is just asking God to rain on us, but I feel like he's already here. Hallelujah. Anybody feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place?
0: told uh, Sister Tish, I said, that's my husband's favorite song, and uh, whew, what a service so far, and um, I'm so honored that they asked me um, when uh, Sister Maria <laughs> called me, and uh, or she texted me, and she said, I need to ask you something, and I said, okay, and she said, would you want to preach at our uh, women's conference on Sunday night. Well, Sunday night, I know it's a little more relaxed and maybe not as many people because half the people come back on Sunday night. Mm. I hope that ain't none of y'all. <laughs> so I thought it'd be a smaller crowd and and uh, I'll be okay. And then a couple weeks later, she called me and she said, we had a little mix-up. <laughs> can you do Sunday morning? And I said, Oh Jesus, I need to pray about this. (laughs) And so uh, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I said, God, if it is your will, let me know that it is your will. And so I called her back and I said, yes, I will be happy to be there. So uh, I, I really, really appreciate you all for asking me. Um, I do want to say that my heart goes out to Brother Robert Gayhart's family. Um, The last time that I was here, we were up on the platform together, and uh, God had a word for him that day. And let me just say to you, he stepped into his healing. He finally was healed. It didn't happen here like we thought it was going to or like we had prayed for, but God always is an on-time God. And that day that he took his last breath... Robert is no longer the frail man that cancer had ravaged his body, but he has a brand new body today, and I believe with everything in me, Brother Rico, that he is shouting on the streets of glory today. So I want to say that I, I love the Gayhart family. I loved him dearly. He was such a sweet man. I, I do want to say they, they talked about my family. Yes, my husband's here. He's the quiet one that sits in the back. I'm the one that talks all the time. He can't get a word in edgewise. Um, But, yes, we've been married 33 years. He deserves an award. (laughs) He's a good man. And my two children, Logan and Brooke, will you all stand up? These are my babies. Some of you all have met them before, and uh, they are instrumental in working in the church And uh, my son-in-law, my son-in-love, as I call him, he could not be here today. He works third shift, so he normally is here with us. He works, he's our drummer at church. Um, My daughter-in-law, she is here, my little daughter-in-love that God just sent her into our lives. And I've got the two prettiest granddaughters that you've ever laid eyes on, Kennedy and Carson, and uh, they're here today for their GG, and I've got... Some of my family, my sister, Felicia, she's here. She's Pastor Moody's daughter. My uncle is my pastor. He's in Florida. He went and watched the Gators in U.K. last night. So, um, But several of my church people are here. But my Aunt Gail, who is my pastor's wife, the first lady of our church, she has probably been my biggest supporter since I was a very little girl. And she's always encouraged me. And she's always got behind me and stood with me and pushed me when times that I didn't want to go. And um, she's here today. She just had surgery, and she called me or texted me this morning and said, what time does it start? And I told her, and she said, okay, I'm coming. And I said, oh, Aunt Gail. And I went out and told David, I said, no pressure, but Aunt Gail's coming today. (laughs) But, um, and, and his words were, she's coming to support you and she's always been, been there for me. So Aunt Gail, I thank you and I love you so much. But um, uh, I want to get into the word when uh, Maria, and, and forgive me if I call her Maria and, and Rico Rico, I mean no disrespect, but Rico is my brother. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. So I don't mean any disrespect when I refer to them as Rico and Maria. That's just who they are to me. But uh, when she called me, I immediately went into prayer on what God wanted me to speak on today. And it's an old story, probably one that you all have heard numerous times, but it's one of the greatest in the Bible. And so if I were to title my message... I would title it From Desperation to Faith. Um, Sometimes we get into a, a place of desperation in our life, and things happen to us, and we don't understand why it's happened, why it's happened so long, why we're going through the things we have to go through, why is God not answering us, why is He not listening, why have I had to do this over and over and over, why do I keep falling? It's so much why, 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 why. And we're in that place of desperation that we get to, you get to a place that you think, I can't do this anymore. I cannot. I'm tired and I can't do it anymore. So there, that out of that desperation, a lot of times if you're seeking the face of God, there comes faith and faith shows up. And we, you allow faith to work through you. And through, those, through that faith, you will begin to see God move. It might not happen right when you think it's going to or when you think it should. should but it will happen. So my scripture today is Luke chapter 8, 43. And I'm going to read down to 48. And uh, like I said, many of you, it's probably going to be very familiar to you. Uh, verse 43 says... Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, she came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped. Jesus said, who touched me? Who touched me? He didn't see who touched him. He couldn't see her. There was such a crowd around him. But he said, who touched me? When all had denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, who touched me? They're looking at him like, have you lost your mind? Look at all these people here, and you're asking us which one out of all of them touched you? But Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceive power going out from me. Now think about that. I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she wasn't hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was immediately healed. And he said to her, listen to this, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. He called her daughter. And he said, your faith has made you well. Now go in peace. Father, I ask you to anoint me today. God, I ask that this word be what you have for the people here, God. I pray that you use it. I pray that it just resonates today, God. And I pray that you bless me supernaturally to bring what you want. God, I love you and I thank you for the opportunity in your name. Amen. So when the story begins, you have to understand. I'm going to set it up a little bit for you. So a man named Jarius. Jarius was a very wealthy man religious leader. He had a 12-year-old little girl who was sick, and she was dying. And Jairus knew that if he didn't get to Jesus and take Jesus back to the little girl, she was going to die. So Jesus agreed, and they were on their way. So when they was on their way, that is when they encountered People had gotten word that Jesus was coming through the city. So people began to come from far and wide, so they say, uh, to to meet this man Jesus. No doubt they wanted their miracle. They wanted to touch a little piece of Jesus for themselves. Or maybe they were just scoffers that were just being nosy. and, And is this really the guy that everybody talks about? Is this, you know, let's just go and see if he's... The real deal. So as he was walking through, here comes this crowd, and they begin to throng him, and they begin to gather around and push. And you got to keep in mind, he had the twelve disciples around him, kind of like I always say, they were his bodyguards, and they were probably trying to protect him in in some way, uh, somewhat from the crowd, because th- these people were probably some of them out not for his good maybe to hurt him. So the disciples were there to try to protect him. So they had gathered around him, and then here's the throng of people gathering around the disciples. And they begin to press, press and press and press. And Jairus, I think, he probably was getting a little agitated because here they are walking through the crowd trying to get to Jairus' house because his little girl's dying. But here's all these people, and they won't get out of the way, They're holding him up. So he's probably thinking, oh my gosh, my little girl's gonna die. We can't get through this crowd. What are we gonna do? There's no way to escape the people. So, at that time, here's this woman. (laughs) She's desperate, in a desperate situation. She's a little different than Jarius. Jarius was desperate, but in a in a different way. His daughter was dying. He wanted her to be brought back. You know, he wanted to save her from death. The woman and he was very rich, very wealthy. He had probably spent no telling how much money to try to get help for his daughter. Well, the same goes for the woman, only she wasn't wealthy. She was just an average lady who had spent every single dime she had on doctors, but none of them could help her. How many of us have we ever just went out of desperation from one doctor, we get an answer there, then we'll leave that doctor and go to another doctor, get another answer. Out of desperation, we keep searching because that doctor can't fix what happened to me there, so I'm going to go get another opinion, and maybe that doctor can fix me. I've done it before, and it cost a lot of money. So this lady, she had spent everything that she had out of desperation. So the woman, you have to understand here, the woman had not been ceremonially clean for 12 years. 12 years. I broke that down. It, back in those times, if you were unclean, you could not leave your house, you could not touch anything, you could not, you could not be around anybody. So for 12 years, this woman was in isolation, complete isolation. She could not be seen, she could not prepare food for her family, she could not sit on the same chair that they sit. She pretty much had to be isolated in a room all by herself. Now, we just came through COVID. And I don't know about y'all, but about six weeks of being stuck inside the house, I'd had enough. I could not stand the fact that I was isolated from my family, from my friends, from my job. I was, I'm a peace people person. I could not stand it. And that was just for a few short weeks. I finally told David, I said, we're getting out of this house. We got to do something. We got to get out of here. I can't do this. And it's been a proven fact that when you are isolated, that you begin to, you get depressed. You get anxiety. All these things begin to happen. So you have to look at this woman. What all mentally, not just physically, but mentally her body was being attacked. So you have to think of the big picture. We hear the story, oh, she was, had an issue of blood for 12 years, and she went through and touched Jesus, and she got healed. It was more than that. It was 12 long years. Now, I broke that down. That's 4,383 days, 144 months, 624 weeks, 105,192 hours that this woman was isolated. If she had children, she couldn't touch that child. If she had a husband, there was no affection during those 12 years. Think about that. This woman was desperate. She literally wished probably to be dead at some times. I know during COVID, the suicide rate had went up because people could no longer stand to be isolated. They were afraid the spirit of fear had came upon them and they could no longer stand the fact that of the what if, what if, what if I get COVID? What if I die? What if my family gets COVID? I can't stand this. And and the suicide rate began to go up because of that. So I'm pretty sure because I'm human and I'm a woman and I know how women think, I'm pretty sure she probably got to a point that she no longer wanted to live. If you think about that, she no longer wanted to live. But in desperation, she had enough of Jesus in her to know if I could just make it to him. If I could just touch one little piece of him. Some of y'all today, you come in here and you're thinking... Yeah, it's a special service. It's a women's thing and blah, 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 blah. i got to put on my pretty dress and we're going to eat after. And God says, you're not here by accident. You've pushed through to get to where you are today. And God said to let you know that he will honor, he will honor the fact that you have come in today you don't have to leave the same way you came. So <clears throat> if you will bring Sister Tish, my prayer shawl. I have a prayer shawl. Um, thank you. Rico. I told Rico beforehand I was going to use him. Put this over here. Wear it like Jesus would. (laughs) So, now I ain't saying he is Jesus. Y'all don't get the wrong idea. All right. So, this is what we call a prayer shawl. The Hebrew word is talit. And this is what Jesus probably would have been wearing. Something similar to it. Now, Maria, when you called and you said <laughs> the color for the day is royal blue, I looked at David and I said, it's just all tying together. So if you will look, there are these things, these tassels, There's they're on each corner, so there's four of them. These are called seat seats. Now, On each of the seat seats, or the tassels, as we well know them here, there is a blue, a royal blue cord that intertwines through there. Royal blue is very significant to the prayer shawl. It was very expensive because it was hard to make. The royal blue color was very hard to make. So Jesus would have been wearing something similar to this. So, she slowly makes her way through the crowd. Now, you have to think about this, and I'm sorry, I'm teaching, I'm I'm going somewhere with this. She slowly makes her way through the crowd, hoping not to be seen, because had she been seen, she would have been dealt with, and not in a kind way. So she probably had her head covered, had her, you probably, all you could see was her eyes, and she was one of those that was kind of probably staying in the background, you know, hoping and praying that nobody saw her and recognized her, because if one person screamed out that that's the woman with the issue of blood, that meant the whole crowd was unclean. So here comes Jesus, and he's wearing this garment with these fringes. Now, Marcel and a couple of you other guys, jump up here real quick. Step out there. Now, they're going to be some of my disciples. We're going to improvise here. So, here's Jesus, and you got these disciples that are surrounding him, protecting him. And imagine hundreds of people that have surrounded this crowd, and they're pushing in. They're pushing in because they're trying to touch the man. you got to resist me, Marcel. (laughs) He's going to let me push him down. Now I'm strong now. Okay. (laughs) So they're pushing in, and he's pushing back to try to hold me back from Jesus. So at some point in time, this woman, probably weak, and I'm going to say she was weak because let me tell you a little story. Three weeks ago, my mother-in-law collapsed. We did not know what was wrong with her. She called my daughter in a panic. She said, I'm driving. Something's wrong. And my daughter said, ma'am, I'll pull over and I'll come to you. She said, no, I think I'm making home. She got home, collapsed. They called an ambulance, took her to the hospital. Well, come to find out, she had been bleeding internally and nobody knew. She didn't even know. They immediately gave her two units of blood, immediately. Then they had to give her two more units. They had to do emergency surgery to repair. There was a mass on her colon. It had attached to the gallbladder. So she was at the point of death. Now think about that. That had only been going on for probably a couple months, and we didn't know. But here's this woman who's dealt with this for 12 years. So 12 years, here's what she was probably. If I could just, if I could just get to him, let me to him. Please, just let me to him. I just got to touch him. I just got to get to him. If I get to him, I know my healing is there. And she touched And immediately, immediately he said, Who touched me? Who touched me? Just by touching. She didn't even touch him. She touched this. She didn't go and grab him and say, Anoint me, pray for me, I need to be healed. She had the faith yes. that if oh. she could just touch yeah. one little bitty piece of his clothes, <laughs> that she would be completely, yes, shatoma, yeah, nah, 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 hey. <laughs> If she could just touch a little piece of that garment, she knew that the man that was wearing that garment had the power and the Holy Ghost in him. That if she just swung by and she could just touch a little bit, regardless of who was trying to protect him, if she could just reach in and touch that, she's going to be healed. It was faith out of desperation the desperation created the faith that caused the healing. It had nothing to do with him grabbing her and and praying for her and anointing her head with oil. She had the faith that if she could get close enough, To the Master. If I can just get a little closer, please let me in there. Please let me next to Him. Please let me just get a little piece of that garment because I know, I know where my healing is. I know my healing is in the Master. How many of y'all have come today out of a place of desperation? How many of you all have been given a bad report? How many of you all have children that you've prayed for and you've cried over? And they've lost their mind. They're driving you crazy. How many has a husband or a wife that you want to see desperately saved? How many of you sitting here You don't have a dime to your name. Your finances have been attacked. You don't know how you're going to pay your rent. You don't have money to eat when you go to work. You've come here today out of a place of desperation. And I'm here to tell you today that out of your desperation, if you will turn that desperation Thank you all. Y'all can sit down. If you will turn that desperation over into faith. The Bible says faith without works is dead. If you don't put your faith into action, you ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing but dead works. Huh. Whew. Mm. hallelujah I've done went all through my notes Ooh, I'm flying by (sighs) don't let resistance keep you back from getting what God may have already given you I'm going to say it again don't let resistance keep you back from getting what God may have already given you it's right there in front of you All you got to do is have the faith. All you got to... And I know sometimes we say that and it sounds like it's a lot easier than it really is. But not really. Not really. If you know Jesus and you know well deep in your heart that that's who you belong to, you are a daughter or the son of the Most High King. If you believe that you are saved, you had to have faith to believe you were saved. How many in here saved? You know without a doubt you're saved. How do you know you're saved? Faith. So if you had the faith when you knelt down and asked the Lord to come into your heart, if you had that kind of faith, that's the same kind of faith that, that you need for anything else in your life. It's, we make it hard. We make it a lot harder than what it is so many times. Others in the crowd touched Jesus without intent. But she touched Jesus with intentional purposes. She knew. She had the intention that when she went there, all she had to do was touch it. If she could just get close enough, she didn't even have to touch him. But if she could touch just one piece of clothing that he had on, she's going to be healed. Writers have said, and some of y'all may have heard this, and I love it every time I hear it. Everyone Jesus touched in the Bible was healed. But when she touched Jesus, she was made whole. (laughs) When she touched Jesus, she wasn't just healed. But she was made complete again. I can only imagine that when that happened, she jumped up and probably ran, you know, exclaiming, proclaiming that I've been healed, I've been healed. I'm no longer that person you need to stay away from. I'm no longer that person that i got to hide in a corner. I'm no longer that person that I have to hide when I walk somewhere. I have to keep my face hidden because if people find out who I am, they're going to get me. I'll have to be, I'll be tormented. I will be chafened, chastened. But when she went in with the intent that I don't care who sees me, I don't care what happens, I don't care if I get caught, if I can get just close enough to him and I touch just a little piece of his garment, I don't care what anybody else says, I know I'm going to be healed because the healer is who I serve. I belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he died on a cross for my healing. He died that I don't have to suffer in this mess anymore. He said if you would just come. He said believe with me. Believe on me. Anything that you ask, you shall receive. She no longer had to hide. She was able to walk with her head held up. Look at me. Look at me. You remember me? You remember you wouldn't come and sit next to me? You remember? Look what Jesus did. Look at me. Look what my Lord did for me. You remember? You wouldn't let me sit down and eat with y'all. But look at me. We can sit down at the same table. you wouldn't come visit us when we didn't have money but look at me I'm whole again I don't need your money I don't need what you got I can go out and get it myself <laughs> because I've been healed I've been changed I've been set free oh God has sent some of y'all here today so you can walk in freedom. You don't have to leave the same way you came in this place. You shall Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. Some people ask, why did it take 12 years? 12. So I got to studying and, and looking it up. I, I'm a number person. I want to know whatever number means. And so the meaning of 12 in the Bible is considered a perfect number, and it symbolizes God's power and authority. (laughs) God's power and His authority. So 12 ain't all that bad. It's actually a good number. It also symbolizes completeness or the nation of Israel as a whole. So in the Bible, here's just some examples of of how 12 was used. It all ties together. Jesus had 12 disciples. Jesus was 12, they believe, when he taught in the temple. Jairus' daughter was 12 years old. Jacob had 12 sons. Ishmael had 12 princes. God specified 12 unleavened cakes of bread to be placed in the temple. Christ's bride is in Revelation 12. (laughs) There are 12 gates of pearl into the city. And over each gate, there will be the names of Israel's 12 tribes. So don't tell me 12 don't mean nothing. There was a testimony in that woman... Being sick for 12 years. God was going to use her. She was defined by her past sickness. But she realized in that moment that it was her past that developed her. (laughs) You might have come in here today and you got a past. And people look down upon you. But if you let the Lord use you and you call on the Lord... And you've asked the Lord to come into your heart and you mean it with everything you, in you, that past is gonna develop who God has you to be. You don't have to be that addict. You don't have to be the, the person that goes out and steals and cheats and lies. You don't have to be that person. Don't let that define you. Let your past develop what God has set out for you to be. Mm. Some of you have been in, in depression. You've isolated yourself due to circumstances. But today, if you'll just reach out and grab a hold of Jesus, you'll walk in joy. How many is ready for joy? Your current situation does not determine your future. There's a light in the distance. Get up. Reach for it. Receive today what's already yours. Activate your faith. God does not waste anything. Every tear you shed, God will make good on it. Every heartbreak, he'll make good on it. Reach, reach, reach. Press through today. Grab a hold of Jesus. Watch everything change. Stop waiting on Jesus to come to you. Run to him. All he wants is for you to come to him. Some people have the mentality, well, if the Lord just comes, I just wish the Lord would come by my house. Oh, I just wish the Lord would come visit me. Go visit him. Why's he always got come to you? Go to him. Quit being so self-centered. Go to Jesus. Woo! Mm. Am I good on time? Okay. Your attack is nothing but a test. Romans eight eighteen says, For I reckon that the sufferings of the present time are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. What I'm suffering through right now is not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to happen in my life. Mm. So it might take months or even years to see the fruition of your prayers come to pass. But God said, and I heard this in my spirit and I wrote it down. God said that the glory is about to hit your house. The glory is about to hit your body. The glory is about to hit your finances. The glory is about to hit those children who have drove you crazy. What I went through ain't gonna compare to what I'm about to see. There is a price for desperation and the reward comes through faith. It don't matter what I've went through. It don't matter what you see right now because I have the faith and it's not always gonna be this way. No, 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 no. Yes, she. No, 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 no. Ha ha! ha. Yay. No, 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 no. delivery is coming. Delivery is in the house. Woo, Olivia, come to the music. I'm gonna wind this down because I feel like something good's getting ready to happen. Mm. When a woman is birthing a child, she must push to produce the baby. If she didn't push, she risked her life and the baby's life. They both could die. God is speaking today to some of you. Some of you who have been experiencing labor pains. Push. Push. The woman pushed through the crowd. Push. I might be in labor a little longer than you but I'm still going to push. I might be weary, but I'm going to push. I might feel like I'm fighting for my family. Push! Woo! I might feel like I'm fighting. I might feel isolated. Push! There might be a crowd in front of you, hindering you, hindering the relationship with Jesus. But I heard the Lord say, push! Push! push even if it means that I have to fight and crawl to get to him I'm going to push get ready for the delivery God says all you need to do is push through if you're here and you're in a place of desperation push I want you to run up here run up here if you're in a place of desperation run up here I know I didn't preach this for nothing Some of y'all need to run up here. We're going to have prayer. If you're in a desperate situation, if any of this has taught, spoke to you today, come up here right now. One, two, three. We're going to pray. We're going to anoint you. We're going to believe that today things are going to change. You're not going to leave this house the same way you come in. This day, the next day, and the next day, you are going to see God move. In a mighty, mighty way, the things that have been are not going to be anymore. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you shunned. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh. It doesn't matter what you come in here today with. It doesn't matter If it's sickness, if it's heartbreak, if it's finances, whatever it is, strongholds are coming down today. Oh, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, things are going to be different today.
6: you in your life, oh, yes, but you have to want it. God is not going to force you to move into his presence. God is not going to force you to walk in his miracles. God is not going to hold you in a headlock and tell you, oh, I got this blessing for you. You come get it. But you have to be desperate for God. You have to be desperate for Him and know that He has it for you. It's already yours. Are you willing to run after it? Are you willing to push and have what God has for you? The healing sometimes is in your ability to push. I'm not going to preach behind the preacher. But what is crazy is that God knew that Minister Robert was going to be pass away on Friday. And he is my friend. he knew that I I wouldn't be quite equipped to deliver a word today so he already had it set up he already knew what he was going to do and my sister didn't know I I didn't tell her but if I was going to preach I was preaching out of that same scripture and I was going to talk about when Jairus daughter had died and I was going to use for a subject the report is true but Jesus is not true the report of his daughter was true she was dead but Jesus had another plan I'm going to leave it alone then my sister said It's your desperateness that changed your plan, that brings your healing. Listen, I'm not going to make this thing about me. Anybody have a rough week this week? I'm not going to make it about me, but it's been a rough week for me. If If you had a rough week. Just stand to your feet with me.
0: Jarius had to see his little, his, he had to see let me back up. He had to see the woman healed in order to believe that his daughter would be brought back to life. Somebody
5: give God glory. Ah. You hear what she said?
6: Jairus didn't really know if Jesus could do it. He just went to talk
5: about him, said I got a daughter at home. But when he seen the woman get healed, if he did it for that woman, he can do it for me. Anybody know he can do it for you? It's too late. I done seen him do it. Yes, he can. It's too late. I already done seen him do it. If he did it for them, he can do it for me. I y'all going to make me preach. I said I was going to be good. She tried to start <laughs> If you're standing with me, you're standing and saying, I believe Jesus can do it. Yes. If you had a hard weekend, you see it's easy for Satan to beat you up when you by yourself. But it's something about when you come in the house of God. And you got some people standing with you. You're going to tell Satan today, I was by myself. And you beat me up all week long. But today I got my sisters and my brothers standing with me to remind me I'm not by myself. I'm in bondage with my sisters. I'm connected with my brother. I'm not alone. Somebody scream! I'm not alone, I'm not by myself, he will. Uh, Anybody believe he will? Say yeah. Anybody believe he can? Say yeah.
1: you enjoyed this message today our church is located off barnes mill road at 330
0: mule shed lane richmond kentucky we have two services on sunday at 9 and 11 a.m our 11 a.m service is live streamed on facebook children's church services are also available at the 11 a.m service on wednesday we have kids ministry beginning at 6 30 p.m with adult services held at 7 p.m in the sanctuary we hope you enjoyed today's message have a blessed day